night before the 4th of July, being in the bat outfit. Woohoo! Bat! Be sure to tune in to our Vampire Council League podcast, What We Do in the Shadows podcast. Check it out. I'm going to keep it a short show today. A lot of emotions. A lot of things happening. Here we go, partner. We are going to get into it today with some fun stuff for our night before the fourth stream. And uh, what do we have going on? We got a couple of things. What I got from Marvel, a surprise in the mail, a Marvel Unlimited Plus subscription kit. Let's find out. And we're going to open that box up in a second. But let's take a look at what this link from Marvel says. Limited edition Hasbro, Marvel Legends, Mrs. Marvel. That's Kamala Khan for those out there. In a Spider-Man costume. Wow, that's pretty cool. Figure not available anywhere else. Exclusive figure. Two variant comics. We're going to talk about variants in a bit. We'll talk about Loki episode 4. Two variant comics. Iron Man 1, John Taylor, Christopher, blueprint variant. I like a blueprint variant. Number two, Salvador La Roca, legendary run on Iron Man with Matt Fraction. Then we got Iron Man Unmasked by Scotty Young Kin. But I would like to say hi if anybody is. Welcome to the chat. Hi. Saturday night, how's everybody feeling? Let's do some boxing, shall we? Cracked it open, but haven't given it a deep look. Oh, and look at this. We can go through a little... Look at the comics I bought. Really enjoying this series of Mighty W Star Trek Year 5. Everyone's pick of the week. Green Arrow. 80th anniversary. I got the Neil Adams cover. Because you can't go wrong with Green Arrow and Green Lantern. Of course, we love Chip Zdarsky on Daredevil. Considering that it was 4th of July weekend, I sprung for the Christopher Cantwell. Christopher Cantwell is the writer, creator of Halt and Catch Fire, which is one of my favorites. You can get pics like this every week at leakpodcast.com. And I am also getting ENIAC. Matt Kent, very talented writer. This is a limited series from Bad Idea. Bad Idea did a thing where you had to pre-order all of these issues. But it turned out that I think I got an issue free by doing that. And they have a pretty interesting way of releasing comics on the schedule. Talk to you LCS about it. They'll know what I'm talking about. It's, it's weird how you order these because you can't just pick up issue one and try it. You have to commit to the whole limited series. On the opposite side of the spectrum, here we have Kamala Khan, Ms. Marvel. And what I like about this that I see, and I'm even going to open it up so you can take a look. Yes, the Spider-Man costume is cool. Yes. Yes, it is. Of course it is. But, to be careful not to lose these things. Hi, Kamala Khan. You know, the comic book cover, she always has this big fist. Just like a big hand, big fist, big, le- 
Left hook. Take her four hands off of here. Oh, I guess it's like like her whole arm. Don't pull her arm out, dude. I don't want to break this nice toy. I guarantee you that I will break this if I try to put these big hands. Kamala Khan, I'm sorry. I'm not gonna do it because I respect her too much. And there goes one. Lost forever. Make it so. Make it so. We've recovered the hands. We'll attach it surgically later. Make it so. Switch gears. Over to my interview with Kevin Smith over at 2617 League Podcast. Follow up on that. Masters of the Universe Revolution Part 1 official trailer. We showed you the behind the scenes and teaser trailer for this. So I'll look over here and play for you. Masters of the Universe. The trailer. Alright, boys and girls. What did you think of that? Pretty cool, I say. I dig it. Lots going on in the turning out. Apparently picking up from where the story left off. All those many, many 40 years ago, I guess. It says it's 40, but I don't believe it, man. I'm having hard time, trouble believing that 40 years ago. I hadn't seen Skeletor designed for this, and wow. Skeletor looks badass. Boom. See Snake Mountain. Skull Mountain. Talking cats. Dogs living together. Wild. And even more wild. Let's see what else we got going on. Up in the world of the internet. I ain't trying to be as high energy today as I can be before we get to the Star Trek list. I do want to share with you special moments. Where was Stu moments from last night? Amazing concert to celebrate the life in the family and the love around Brennan McGuire Stu. Rest in peace who passed away on Sunday. Good friend of ours. Good friend of all the bands. And man alive. We really miss him. But it was great to commiserate with folks and have folks come in from all over the country, literally driving here 3,000 miles, flying here, to be at the House of Blues last night to celebrate Brendan's life with his family, with his band family, with his extended band family, with his crew family, with his production family. Everybody was there last night, and they came through, they showed up, and the House of Blues Boston was sold out last night. On Friday, July 2nd, where was Stu? Concert at the House of Blues with Bouncing Souls headlining. With also 
game. Sick of it all. Rebuilder. It was absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. When people say I'm really at a loss for words, I'm not usually at a loss for words, but I really am at a loss for words. I have been in extreme denial and depression in the past week. And even today, I was just having what they call an AA, an emotional hangover. So, those that don't drink anymore, you get worked up in our emotions. They really feel, of course, I'm not excluding people that don't drink. I'm talking about a phenomenon in AA that we call an emotional hangover. You could have one, too. You could have one if you don't use any substances at all or never have. I'm talking about what is a phenomenon called an emotional hangover. It's probably an official psychological term for it, too. But I don't know what that is. I just really beaten down today. But I felt so much love that that's what I'm feeling. It was really emotional. And it was really full of love. And I was really honored to get to see Lee and Nora and Lennon as I was leaving last night. That, was the, that, mailed, that meant the world to me. And we really missed you, Stu. So let's take a look at my Instagram. And then what we'll do is, maybe we'll take a look through my photo, that's how you say it, the photo album, while we cue that up, while we take a look at this Instagram, there'll be a link somewhere, it's very easy to remember, dropkickmurphys.store, okay, you can order one of these. I must do t-shirts and I encourage that you do because all the money goes to help pay for the daughters for the college fund and family didn't want to make any other donation thing but there's still a way you can help you can help the family you can help the important nurses that saw us do all the way through over at the MVH Cancer Center who have set up this amazing program that helps people who can't afford to be there to stay there and be comfortable as they're battling cancer. So, all through this pandemic, nurses are our heroes. Don't forget that. Keep nurses in your hearts. Keep stew in your heart. Here's a way you can donate some money, get a cool shirt out of it. Rufio made this awesome design, and then there's a classic Almost Do shirt. And the one that Rufio made is like the show shirt, The Bouncing Souls, Sick of It All, H2O, and Rebuilder, all the bands that played last night, including Bane, who's not listed on the shirt, but because it was a special surprise, and Friends of the Band had not played anymore, so it was like a reunion before the show, before the set. They played some audio of Stu talking about his shirt for a show with the band. Great story. They shined the light on his face. We'll probably take a look at that photo in a minute when we look at the hashtag for Almost Stu. But I'm going to show you some of the pics that I took last night. This photo with Bane. There's an opened up pit in here. 
So not only have we lost our friend, but we <laughs> lost concerts. But he brought us all up together last night, and uh, here we are. Legendary New York hardcore band. Sick of it all. Where was Stu set? Our boys H2O, what happened? More New York hardcore band. The Swedish boys are rock and roll. Boston's Rebuilder. Rebuilder. Last night was a magical night. We knew it was going to be hard for everyone involved. It took a lot of planning with lack of time and doing whatever we could to try to pull this off. I can't thank Lee, Nora, and Lennon, and all the fam family for being incredibly welcoming and supportive. We lost a great friend, and this show is truly the best way to honor him. I agree. Sal, that was beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And it was a great show to be playing at the House of Blues. Heroes too. Really made some cool memories last night. So, I mentioned before that the Bane guys played an audio. I think it's from... I think they're working on a documentary. Not sure. Bane fans can correct me on that. But they're... It sounded like a little excerpt out of an interview with him for a documentary. Um, and there's his bass and his rig all set up. And yeah, I'm sorry guys, this is this is a little tough, but I really like showing it to you, just like last night was full of love and sadness and happiness all at the same time. Shout out to Timmy from Dropping Murphy's for posting this jam on Instagram where it was too. There's the family with the bass. Builder shots here. Let's skip around a little bit here. Oh, this is great. I think that's for Builder 2. Now, check this out. A myth. Because I just bought a brand new Hawaiian shirt, but I did not literally get the memo about needing to wear a Hawaiian shirt to this thing. So, I got a lot of compliments on my shirt last night. Like, that's a cool Adidas shirt. Cool. It's nice. I like that. I was like, yeah. Had I only been tipped off on the Hawaiian trip thing, I would have been better off. But I was sad. And then I looked and I saw Daniel's shirt. This one. Let's see if we can see a close-up of it. Well, Sal's is great. Of course. Where's Daniel's shirt? That's what I'm looking for. See, the same shirt is the one I bought. So I'm glad that I didn't wear it, actually. Here we go, baby. It's all happening now. As you can see here, down, down. In the dancer Randy spot. Rebuilder, Boston. More Bane. This could be... Oh, this is Bane as well. H2O. Go! Bouncing Souls. 
sick of it all. Bang. The bouncing souls. Rebuilder. 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 There's my big fat neck and the beautiful Rachel. Here we are with H2O. Toby. More H2O. Bang. Regardless, great to see everyone last night. Where was Stu? Please go to Dropkick Murphy's dot store for your exclusive benefiting McGuire family. I'm with Stu merchandise. Please go there and spend all of your money on that. A fantastic night all around. Still emotionally pretty fucked up from it, but uh, just as everybody is. I'm not special in that regard. We're all banged up. We lost our good friend, and we miss him terribly. I think he's a Stu's like kind of a sports guy, so he did tease me a little bit about being a nerdy guy. But Stu always made me feel at home. And made everybody feel at home. That was one of his greatest qualities. Him doing pep talks. I have a story that involves Stu, but he's not directly involved except for that. I decided one night to just start screaming, Not today, Satan. Not today. Not today. I would say it like, I was saying it really loud. After the last night of TT, the Bears, the Muddy Muddy Boss Tones were playing. And then the show was over. And just by working at the door and people begging me, bribing me to try to get money to see the Boss Tones and TT the Bears on last show, last show. And I, was, I think I was just fed up with, with dealing with these Marmalukes, so I was like, not today. So everybody's like getting into loadout time, people are making their way out, but people are drinking pretty heavily and it's and people are having a good time. I was there and I yelled, Not today And our good friend Mo was like, What? What happened? What happened? You ran over. He's like, What are you yelling about? And I just said, I don't know, it's my new thing. Not today. And then Stu came over and was like, Is everything okay? What? going on here because I really sounded stressed but I was just I was just not today and then we both Mo and I were getting a kick out of the not today thing already so uh, we still text each other not today not today and uh, when Stu found out nothing was happening I was like oh so what are you doing now are you done with your responsibilities of the show now like everybody's like leaving going several ways so go sit here and have some Budweiser's and uh, he ordered a Budweiser, and uh, I always just remember that moment. It was like really just fun joke and fun memory for me to relive. We are going to rank every single Star Trek, every Star Trek movie. Namaste. Every Star Trek movie, make it so, including the Kelvin Universe films, all three of them, including 
starting with the motion picture, all the original series cast, and then Generations, and then all the next-gen movies, which I don't know, I don't subscribe to the every other one is good or whatever machete water bullshit they try to pull off on the Star Trek fandom. What a bunch of nerds. Get a life! I haven't seen a lot of people reacting to my Star Wars one. So if you're on Clips Inferno, you're in the podcast. Let's skip forward a little bit. And then you'll find out the rankings. I will read them at the end of this segment. I could almost rap over this. Somebody posted something about Nas's record being 25 years old today. Yeah, I was like, damn, I haven't heard that in a while. start here. It's a little tough for me because I don't know what fun this is. So I'm temporarily push this. Let's search for Spock, everyone. I do like to go in the order that they give it. Give it, search for Spock, trace. You can see and listen to all of our podcasts, the Star Trek movies, including Social Spot, over at leakpodcast.com. Go check it out. It's under the I'm trying to enjoy the film category. It's on iTunes. It's on Spotify. It's on Anchor. Dude, give it a look. You like Search for Spock? You like Rat the Con? That's your favorite movie? Hit us up, dude. Listen to our podcast. Obviously, Search for Spot is not really the GOAT, but the Star Trek thumbnails are a little smaller than the Star Trek. Gonna just not think about it too much and give it a beat. I like Search for Spot. Fond memories watching that movie as a kid. This is so crazy that it starts a list off with three and three. And so the next movie I got to deal with I think maybe my favorite J.J. Abrams Kelvin verse movie beyond that's what's next. Now, I gave Rogue One some sort of weird pass and put them right next to Star Wars Episode 4. That was controversial, I think. I don't think anyone else would have done that. That's why I am me, and you are you. Anyways. I don't think Beyond deserves to be up there. But I'll give it an A. That's being superb, spectacular. And who knows what I said on the other podcast. I maybe gonna contradict myself a bunch. This looks like generations. And I have to do a zoom thing. First contact. 
First contact. Ooh. Oh boy. I like First Contact. There's the podcast Greatest Generation. And they, one of the live shows we did with them did your first contact. And it was pretty good. I kind of just dropped it in the B segment. But I'm going to keep it there. So search for Spock being better in this scenario. Oh, you both are both in the B line. What's this? I really can't see these thumbnails. So I don't think I thought this out very well. I said it all the time. Generations. Kind of a little bit disappointing. Good time it is. Time to place the Wrath of Khan on this list. Where's it go? No doubt in my mind that it's the probably the best Star Trek. So that was an easy one. You got a little nervous out there. I think they put creatures in our bodies to control our minds. One of the greatest things ever invented by man. Klingons coming and sing, bringing back a character from the TV series. Everything is hot fire in the Wrath of Khan. Everything rules about it. Tell me something bad about it. You can't. You just can't. A tough one, folks. We're dealing with insurrection. Not the fun uh, January 6th kind of interaction. We're talking about Star Trek interaction. And you know what we're going to do? We are going to check out the IMDb. Because is this the one with Tom Hardy? Directed by Two Takes Frakes, Jonathan Frakes. Into our next gen caster. Rick Berman. I had it wrong. Interaction is not the one. That is Nemesis. Here we are, Interaction. Let me look at this summary. We might have to do it for a couple of these. Which one is this? When the crew of the Enterprise learn of a Federation conspiracy against the inhabitants of a unique planet, Captain Picard begins an open rebellion. Yes, you know what? As much as I'm a fan of these type of new movies, this, is, this one is not good. in the turlet with a D rating for this one. Practically in the turlet. A 
see a fun one coming up now. And that's Star Trek Into Darkness, which promised us Star Trek Into Darkness promised us, perhaps falsely, that we were going to get another Wrath of Khan. Spoiler warning, Benedict Cumberbatch comes up in here, he's the new Khan, but it's J.J. Abrams movies, it's way different, he's not a Ricardo Montalban thing, not as much tension in the story overall. A lot of people disappointed by its darkness, I was into it at the time, which also taints my view of it, so I liked it at the time. I want to give this a B, but why don't I give it a C? What do you think of that? So here we are, it's down there. And we're gonna literally bring it on home. Star Trek. Episode four. Is episode four always gonna be the best one? Think about it. Star Wars, Star Trek. The Voyage Home. Star Trek, the Voyage Home. Little punk rock in there. We get uh, double dumbass on you. We get a lot of fantastic acting, transparent aluminum computer. Hello, computer. You have to use a computer. You have to use a keyboard. How quaint. Well, I actually got a little crack. Crack those knuckles. Ding me up. We got a place number four. And I'm not going to say it's the best or anything. Oh, I, oh I'm, and you're going to bump over beyond. You're both going to get an A. It's not superb. Superb. These creatures in our bodies to control our minds, they're superb. It's not superb. As Wrath of Khan. But it is pretty great. Tom Hardy, Nemesis. Let's hit up the IMDB again. Because I just get confused. Like, yo, like, which? 2002. Everybody forgets that Tom Hardy is in this. The Enterprise is diverted to the Romulan homeworld. Romulus. That's how you say it. Romulus. Supposedly because they want to negotiate a peace treaty. Captain Cardinal's crew discover a serious threat to the Federation's once traitor Shinzo. Let's attack the Earth. Director Stuart Baird. Six out of ten. Oh, that's a no good boss. That seems like. Where do we want to put Tom Hardy? You know, a lot of these movies, they're just gonna land in the land of the the lost here. Generation of Star Trek the Motion Picture, number one, Star Trek one. Who's the deal with this? I definitely remember seeing all the Star Trek movies as a kid, but I don't remember this one really sticking out to me. I was like also a little young when it came out. It came out in like 80. And I was five. 
I think I'm going to put it up here. Maybe I'll just put it in a solid B. But beating out these other Jamokes, first contact, and search for Spock. So, you get a B. But I appreciate it, and I like it. Uh, but, you know, Discovery Country. Directed by Nick Meyer. It's the Cold War one. It's not great, though, is it? Is it better than First Contact? Maybe not. I like First Contact. I'm gonna give it a B. But it's getting below B compared to its neighbors. So what could possibly be next? It's a 5, right? The Final Frontier. These thumbnails are like really killing me, dude. I know the 2009 one because I had that bumper sticker. Star Trek V, everyone. Final Frontier. Directed by William Shatner. We're seeing God now. Oh boy. Bill! What were you thinking? If you go into the history, they had it in their contract that. The, the really short story is that. In their contract, Shatner would get to direct a movie, Nimoy would get to direct. And Nimoy, I believe, directed. Generally regarded as a pretty good Star Trek movie. Number five. Bill. I think it's not as good as Into Darkness. It's not in the trash. People put it in the trash. And I, for the God reference, maybe I should put it in the trash. But I'm not. I'm gonna give it a C. I'm gonna give it the benefit of the doubt. And my, my rankings... It seems like to have a couple of crowded categories in the B and C section seems a little off. It doesn't seem to be like a good balance. So we're gonna re-rank. We're gonna do another sorting function and re-rank. Here we are at 2009 Star Trek. It's not as good as The Wrath of Khan. It's better than Star Trek 4. That was an easy one. But now look at this. I have crowded categories. And nothing in the absolute trash. Is it fair to build Chatter as a person? Do you guys want to fight me, literally? What? Why would I do that to Bill? Sometimes you gotta do ranked choice voting, in a way. I can't go... ...against what most people say. If that- if they say that is the worst Star Trek movie... ...it, it, it very well might be, dude. Six. I rather think. Do I like six better than I like first contact? You know what I might have to do? I think I might have to shuffle around my A's a little bit. And then I might think I might have to do this. 
in a stunning upset, I have decided to put J.J. Abrams' 2009 Star Trek, a new movie, in the superb category. Highly anticipated, great acting, great casting, Chris Hemsworth. Funny story about when Chris Hemsworth joined Twitter a little late. William Shatner tweeted at him, Daddy! Because Chris Hemsworth was Kirk's dad in the movie. As far as Twitter stories are concerned, I think that's a pretty, pretty good one. That's right, folks. Rathacon. Number one. Number two, Star Trek 2009. Number three, Star Trek 4. Number four, Star Trek Beyond. Which I think I'm contradicting myself in a way because I said that Beyond was my favorite of the three movies. But I think for capturing everything, putting the 2009 Star Trek up there is the right thing. Then we got one, three, first contact, Cold War Kids, Undiscovered Country. I think that's right. It feels right. It's going to C, which is like my math grade. Going into C. Generations. Just passed. Nemesis. Just passed. Probably just forgetting a lot about that movie. Maybe that movie should go down here. Oh, there we go. Generations is now sharing the C spot with Star Trek Into Darkness. Wanted more from you. I don't hate you, but I wanted more from you. Disappointed in Into Darkness. Really getting into the real deep bottom of the barrel banana peel all slimy in the bottom of the gross trash can and then it like smells because it's like it's so hot lately and it's like oh my god gross getting into the garbage ladies and gentlemen ladies and gents folks F-O-L-X of all kinds out there insurrection gets the only slightly above them sees and you know what I kind of wish we movies when we were doing these because I don't remember much about any of them. We did do directed Star Trek 5. Every single one of these movies has fast forwardable two moments that are fun to watch. It's still Star Trek. It's like pizza to pizza. Uh, sort of like what I mean by pizza is agree on pizzas for the table, as Roderick would say. Just everybody wants to eat cheese pizza. Star Trek is better than no Star Trek. 
But I think that it can really fail in both the Star Trek and Star Wars franchises and just not really live up to its potential. Which is my problem with Benedict Cumberbatch, one of my favorite actors in It's Darkness. He's good. And the movie's pretty good. But I think that if you want to top Wrath of Khan, <laughs> Uh, why did they do that story, by the way? I think that's maybe one of the things that bothered me. Because, like, it wasn't related to the other movie. It's Star Trek. You can come up with any possible thing in the universe you can think of and do it. Here we go. We're going to start in the bottom and go up to the best getting an absolute F grade coming in at thirteen movies okay. coming in at thirteen number five we do not need to see God in our Star Trek films I'm sorry William Shatner is not as great of a director as Spock You get an F, and you're also the last place. Nemesis, just barely out of that trash pile. Number 12, Nemesis. Tom Hardy, love you, buddy. But your Star Trek goes way in the hole. Here we're talking about insurrection. Number 11. Down in the hole. Don't remember anything about this movie. I could be judging it on I've shared my thoughts about number 10. That is Star Trek Into Darkness, Kelvin Universe, Benedict Cumberbatch. Lots of good things about that movie. Lots of not great things. Lots of great things about this movie. Lots of not great things about number 9, Generation. Merging to cats. Some dumb shit happens. To be honest, the fights are like cool, and the time is it time travel? I guess sort of, kind of. There's a horizon, event horizon thing. I don't know. I forget. I feel positive about it, but only enough to just barely have it get a seat. Number six, which is. I don't know what number six is. That the Undiscovered Country? That, that's the Undiscovered Country. I think the Klingons, Cold War, murder mystery kind of thing. It's a good one. Gets a B. First Contact. They're from Cochrane. First Contact. Talking John Luke Picard led movie. We like First Contact. The Nimoy-directed film, The Search for Spock, by the titular character who was killed in the last movie. Spoiler warning. Guess what? They found a way to bring the other guy that made Star Trek attractive to people come back. Good movie. Good solid movie.
Gonna bump it on up to go back in time to the wild psychedelic world of Star Trek the Motion Picture. What I liked when they did the marketing for Beyond, they kind of took the Star Trek the Motion Picture poster and kind of did some cool things with that, so. Here we are. 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4. So coming in at number 4, I could have just looked at the top 4, but no, I counted backwards. Beyond is number 4. Ranking pretty high. Idris Alba. Some of the CGI is a little wonky in this movie. Like, they could have spent a few more dollars on it. Whatever. Beyond is a funny movie. Scotty's great in it. The writing is funny. It's quippy. It's good. Alright, check off Anton Yeltsin. Number three, the bronze ring for top Star Trek movies we get. One of my favorite movies in the entire universe. Star Trek for the voyage home. Saving the whales. Coming back to the current time. It's big. It's talk about 80s movies. It's just one that I think of. Because I think you think of for 80s movies. You think about the pop culture. You think about Predator. And you think about Alien. And I'm not really talking about those movies. But think about Back to the Future. Putting Star Trek in the 80s. Was a great concept. And absolutely something. I am into to this day. It's a really great movie. Star Trek 2009. J.J. Abrams. Lens Flare. Spectacular. And yes, I do think that Star Trek 2009 is superb. Number one movie. Star Trek to the Wrath of Khan. Number one. He wins it. Khan is number one. Unless, of course, you're Benedict Cumberbatch, which means you are exactly uh, number 10. So, according to these rankings, at least. Let's do the countdown again from the bottom. Five. Nemesis, whatever number that is. Insurrection, whatever number that is. Into Dark. See, the numbers doesn't make any sense because... They're not really chronological. So five. Descending order. To the worst to the best. Five. Nemesis. Insurrection. Into darkness. Generations. On discovering country. First contact. And we're starting to get better and better. Just like exactly the halfway point where things start to get way good. Search for Spock number three. Star Trek The Motion Picture comes in at number 5. Then we got Star Trek Beyond number 4. Star Trek 4 The Voyage Home with the Bronze Star. Star Trek 2 The Silver Medalist. Star Trek 2009 Silver Medalist. And then the winner of the gold. The ultimate best. Superb Star Trek movie. Is Wrath of Khan. Want to read it the other way? I will. Coming in at number one, The Wrath of Khan by Star Trek 2. 
Number two, Star Trek 2009 by J.J. Abrams. Coming in third place, Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home. Coming in at four, Star Trek Beyond. Number five, Star Trek The Motion Picture. The one that started it all. Number six, Search for Spock. Number seven, First Contact. Number eight, Undiscovered Country. Number seven, Generations. What's that? Is that number eight? That's eight. No, it's that's the numbers all up here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Ten. Number ten, as we said before. Into darkness. You disappointed me, bro. Let me get Interaction Nemesis and coming up in the rear. The William Shatner. Bloody disappointment, mate. Shatner. More like you shat your pants now. As you made this film, decided to include gold in it. Gold is fucking everything, eh? Gold is fine. Gold is kicking us. Don't listen to me do a British accent. Let's talk Loki. Moving over on into the corner, I... Usually watch Loki, but it's been a busy week around here. Stacy has a show, I have a show. And I usually wait for her, but I did not. I did not wait for her. Because I couldn't. I wanted to do a stream today. Let's see what the internet has to say about Loki bringing it all together, breaking it all apart. And we're going to talk about Loki bringing it all together in episode 4. So, obviously, we've got a the big old spoilers ahead. If you haven't seen episode 4, stop this now and come back and check Crypt Inferno later for the Loki Loki vibes because this is a spoiler warning. Sounding the spoiler alarm right now. I was thinking that Something about the TVA that's interesting to me is that it's very similar to how one division was a mind control thing and basically the TVA is doing a mind control over all variants. And that was that. Uh, spoiler warning, Owen Wilson is starting to believe Loki and um, Variant Loki. And what's happening in this episode is a lot of stuff. There's a Sif, Lady Sif, and we find out what is it, Sandy? Or is it What's her name? Sylvie. What do you think of this name? Sylvie? It's Sylvie. Sylvie's been running her whole life away from the TVA because she was abducted out of Asgard 
or was about to be abducted by the Minutemen out of Asgard when she was a little kid playing with a Valkyrie toy. But she somehow gets away, and she runs and hides for her whole life. And she reveals to Loki that everybody in the TVA is also a variant. With their minds erased. And... The Time Council, or whatever, the Time Lords, or whatever. They end up in front of the, these timekeepers. And literally fighting them. And, and fighting the head agent there. In which case, it looks as if something really bad is going to happen. It looks like something messed up is going to happen. And guess what? It does. Spoiler warning, Loki gets zapped away. And it's also, you don't get zapped away, so it's a sad, sad time. But spoiler warning, but when we get over into the end of the show, there's a post-credits. And in that post-credits sequence, you see Richard E. Grant as an old Kirby-style Loki. And we also see young Loki. Yeah. Then we see uh, a, a, a a black Loki. And we see an alligator. Very exciting stuff. I'm excited about Loki and the rest of it. It's a fun show. It really picked up this episode. I watched episode 2 and 3 with Stacy, and to be honest, it's been a crazy time. So I, just, I was looking at my phone a lot of it, and I really dug that. And rate. Great acting all around. I think we're going to see, like, Loki for president. We're going to see some cool shit, man. Hiddleston is a great actor. Owen Wilson is a great actor. Sylvie's a, a, a great actor, the, the girl that plays her. Here he is, Richard E. Grant, his little sack. And what's funny is, <laughs> what I like about this is just it looks like not many fireworks in Boston tonight, maybe not, with all of the rain. But I'm here celebrating with you on this first annual. And I went long. 
night before the 4th celebration, take this out. I'm gonna finish my pizza, your brownie. Buy some more I'm with Stu Merch from dropkickmurphys.store. Think about Star Trek a little bit. I might watch, finish watching Diamonds Are Forever. James Bond movie. And I think that's it. We're going to wrap it up. Thanks for coming into the stream. Thanks for downloading the podcast. If you can, leave me a review anywhere. That's appreciated. I think this is great.com. Has a button there for any possible podcast platform you'd want to listen to this on. But also at IThinkThisIsGreat.com, you can see the video versions on YouTube. You can search Clay Inferno on YouTube. I have down here all of my various things. TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. I actually do put this show on Instagram TV as well. So you'll see this show on Twitch. You'll see this show on a rebroadcast on, on YouTube and Twitch. You'll see Clips Inferno up on my YouTube page. And just follow me everywhere. I'm not really on TikTok all that much, but maybe if I get motivated, you can motivate me by following me there. I hope everyone has a great 4th of July. I hope everybody stays safe out there. Go see a concert, man. I highly recommend it. Here's the blues. It really does. And seeing your friends go out there, have some beers or whatever you like to have fun. Sodas. Buy a Red Bull. I always feel like a baller and I'm like putting a Red Bull on my credit card. Bar. Baller. Anyways, tip your bartenders out there. Go to a concert. We've been cooped up for too long. Enjoy your fourth. And I will see you chumps later.